Welcome to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know on what's happening in Orange, Lake, Osceola, and Seminole counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, or make wine. Visit www.cfhb.org. Now, here's your host, Mike Kara. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at the Sanford uh, Music Festival in beautiful Sanford, Florida. With me today is a great uh, singer, songwriter, musician, performer, uh, Keith uh, Denoya. And uh, Keith, it's a pleasure and honor that you could join me today here at the Sanford Music Festival. And first of all, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and where your love and passion for music comes from? Well, um, well first, it's great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm from originally from New York, and I grew up in kind of like a rock and roll house. So uh, my stepfather, uh, locally known as the Wild Billy Burns, uh, handed me my first guitar when I was a kid. I was like 12 years old. And um, I learned a ton of stuff from him about music and musicians, what to do, what not to do, things like that. Um, they were constantly having musicians at the house. And he played with people like uh, the guys from Fog Hat, Twisted Sister, um, David Sanborn's studio musicians, all that kind of stuff. They were all, all those kind of people were coming in and out of the house, and I, you know, I, I grew up with that. So um, I just uh, I started from there, and well, here I am now. So. <laughs> oh, fantastic, Keith. So we were saying that you're a singer songwriter. You you so you write a lot of your own music, then? Uh, yeah, I, I I love to write music. And I like to do my own renditions of other people's music as well. So uh, um, recently I was offered a position as a singer in a band. And I think of myself as a guitar player first. But, um, you know, they offered me a position as a singer. And the, the, the one of the criteria is they said they, they want to do everything exactly like the record. And they want they want to sound like, you know, like Def Leppard or whoever it is that they're playing. And I was like, no, thank you, because uh, I like to be me. Um, but I love to write. And uh, writing helps me learn. Learning helps me write. So it's kind of like a, a like a never-ending cycle, you know. <laughs> so for you, Keith, what inspires you to write? I mean, is there certain things, fam, fam, family members, you know, certain issues? I mean, what what kind of gets you excited about songwriting? Uh, well, life really. Um, you know, you wake up one day and. Uh, well, recently, uh, we, we had a, an addition to our family. My, my granddaughter was born, and uh, I just happened to be goofing around on my computer and uh, with my guitar and stuff, and uh, I put together a song that I, I, I have up on my Reverb Nation page. Um, a few years back, I was going through some tough times in a relationship, and that turned into a song, and you know, stuff like that happens all the time. Sometimes you're just looking out the window, and you see something, and you're like, hey, let me write a song about that. And <laughs> uh, I think a lot of musicians do that, so it's pretty cool. So for you, Keith, I'm sure it depends on the individual song, but do you usually write the words first, music first, or you do it all at once? Uh, it varies. Uh, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll have a phrase in my head and there's just a like a melody to it and 10 minutes later I've got a song wrapped around it sometimes I'll have uh, like a, a certain chord progression or a certain riff that comes into mind and I'll write a whole song and then all of a sudden I'll realize hey I can put words to that or sometimes I don't want to put words to it and I make an instrumental song um, you know, I, I like to do both. I like to do all areas of, of music. So. Uh, so so that's interesting, Keith. So you might have a song that you could put words to, but then say it's better as a as an instrumental then, huh? So you actually have uh, the music, and then you decide whether or not to put words. Uh, yeah, that, that happens a lot. Um, most of the time when the music comes, I, I find it fun to just jam along to it. Um, once in a while, I'll come up with like a catchy riff, but it doesn't go anywhere. And when you when it, when the music itself doesn't take you on a journey, that's that's a good time to put words in, because <laughs> then you can tell it where to go. You know. <laughs> 
So for you, Keith, do you like to do set songwriting, or you feel that when you're you're mo- motivated, you'll write? Or I, I try to do a little bit of both. It's I think it's it's really. Uh, it becomes generic when you plan yeah. to write a song. Yeah. When it happens, it's it's much more pure, and that's when you can really like dig down and 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 reach things. Um, recently, I, I started working on something, and and a lot of guys do this. You come up with bits and pieces. Uh, a friend of mine lost her husband, and um, I was thinking about her, and and I came up with this, you know, these 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 things I wanted to say to her, and all of a sudden I had a song. I don't have music for it yet, but it's it's there and it's it, it's it's a seed that I have yet to plant so <laughs> it's it's going to be pretty cool I think I think it'll be nice and I hope she appreciates it so and now Keith when somebody usually asks you Keith well you know how do you describe your music how do you like to describe your music that's a tough question because um, I I play a lot of different things uh, yeah, yeah. I I I have a couple songs that are really like a Latin based type of music. But I guess you could say, in general, the first word that comes to mind is, uh, I'm a rock musician. I, I play a lot of rock, be it blues rock or progressive rock or Latin rock or whatever kind of rock. If it's, you know, hip hop and rock mixed together, I, that's what I do. Um, and I try to be uh, as universal as I can, using that as my, I guess, uh, universal center, you know, uh, being the rock and roll type of thing, the hard rock, you know, that, that comes along with it, so... Uh, that's me. <laughs> Hopefully that makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it it, it, it uh, d- does. So so usually then most of the songs are in that genre of rock because you know the, the, you know that's what you're you're passionate about. But I mean, would you be opposed if somebody said Keith write a country song or or is that not you? Well, I actually have written a country song, oh, uh, and I have uh, I've played in a country band for a couple of years, and I, I actually tomorrow I'll be getting together with a buddy of mine, and we'll probably be playing country music oh, all night. <laughs> like I said, I try to be universal. It's, I'm I'm really even trying to get the chicken picking and and the you know the the banjo rolls and stuff like that down. That that's a challenge, and uh, of course it um it really does help to broaden your horizons. It's something that uh, I I really didn't want to embrace for a while, but then I saw like a Guns N' Roses video, and they uh, they got rid of Slash, and they had like three other guitar players to fill his place, and those guys were all amazing, and they were doing a ton of chicken picking and banjo rolls and stuff like that. Zach Wilde does it, and uh, Guthrie Govan does it, and there's a boatload of other amazing musicians that just embrace that style and add it into their rock and roll progressive rock genre. So why not? You know, there's no limits. There's no limits. So you mentioned about uh, banjo playing. So I, I mean, you you play the banjo then? No, no, not at all. Okay, I, I, not you then. <laughs> I um, I play guitar. I play bass. I dabble with the keyboards to okay. you know to create uh, the songs, you know, to to, to bring the, in the backing tracks and stuff like that. But um, really, I, I predominantly I'm a guitar player. I, I like to to make it work on the guitar before I do anything else. So. Um, and I'm not the best guitar player. I just do what I can to, yeah, you know. Yeah, to, <laughs> but uh, I, I like doing it, so that's uh, that's the thing. <laughs> Sometimes the best guitar players are the ones that say they're not that great. <laughs> yeah, they're the rhythm players that that could just make a song just through rhythm. So is that what you do? Is rhythm guitar? Or? Um, I I do a little bit of everything. I, I just try to. My, I, I try to fill the space, you right. know. There's a lot. Of, there's such a thing called too many notes, yeah. and then there's such a thing called not enough. So uh, I try to just, you know, make it work, whatever song I'm doing. And then that's that's a lot of the reasons why, like when I do someone else's song, um, I'll give you an example. I was in a cover band. We played Crazy Train. Everybody knows that song, and you know, I learned note for note the Randy Rhodes translation of it, but um, I could never make it sound right. But when I played just the way I play, when I just put myself into it, it sounded better. So I just did that, and uh, it always went over well, you know. So <laughs> hopefully, uh, you know, that'll I can stick on, stay with that, you know, and then make that work. 
So for you, Keith, when you're writing these songs, probably on guitar or keyboard or whatever, do you sometimes, when you're writing the song, imagine in the back of your mind, okay, where's the bass going? Where is the drums going? Or you just want to get the song down? There's or, a uh, there's a symphony going on in my head. Let's just put it that way. You know, I I, I hear clarinets and you know and banjos sometimes. You know, <laughs> but but yeah, you know, I try to. Um, I try to like you know just get the the, the meat and potatoes of a song down. And uh, recently we did a song where I had the meat and potatoes down, and we were listening to it. And I was like, hey, what if I did this? And then somebody said, hey, what if you did that? And before you know it, we had like four extra guitar parts, and they all worked amazingly well in the song. And they're in there, they're in there. You have to listen for them, but they're there, and it, it just fills it with sound and uh, helps to make make the mood, you know, and, and bring out the feeling of the song and and, and tell the story. So. So that must be exciting, uh, Keith, to create all of these uh, parts. And uh, I mean, like I said, when you first write a song, you said you could almost imagine it. So it must be exciting to to just get on with it. huh? Exactly. When a song comes to fruition, it's not always what you hear in your head the first time around. But um, a lot of times, you know, when it does come to fruition and it's different, it's just so much better. You, you realize, wow, look what I've done with this. Uh, I've I've taken the song itself on a journey, uh, and that helps a lot. It's it's nice to see. Sometimes uh, it works the opposite. You hear something great, and then you get you know what's on what's on recording or what's on tape, and you're like, um, okay, let's go back and start again. <laughs> uh. So speaking of recording, so for you, when you first get a song, now does it change much from when you actually record? Is there a lot of metamorphosis going on? Or? Well, originally, no. But recently, uh, I, I took a, a course with a, a, an amazing guy. His name is Sean Shannon. Um, he's got a, a course called Mixing the Band. And I think every musician on the planet should should take that course because they'll learn something beneficial. Um but they, basically what we did is we did a production class one day and I learned that, you know, you start with a basic song and then you put it through a production process and you add in certain elements and that's how the song grows and really can become, you know, something magical from something ordinary. And, um, and that's, that really helped me a lot. So now when I write a song, I think about that a lot. I think about the production of it. How, how's this going to turn out? What are we going to do to make this over the top? to give it those wow moments and to uh, to reach out and grab people, you know. Sometimes it's grabbing people, sometimes it's hugging people, sometimes it's slapping them in the face with your music, you know, but uh, you got to put those moments in there, and uh, that's what that's all about, the production of it. So, <laughs> so you're now thinking about the, the production, the, the opportunity, and how big you can make the song. <laughs> well, yeah, you want to have, I mean, if you think about every great song, there's moments in the song. There might be a pause, or there might be a, a certain kind of break. There might be, um, you know, a breakdown in the chorus or something like that. There's, there's just different things that that makes that song special, and uh, each one is unique. And you got to put that in there. And so, I, I'll come up with a song, and and then I'll I'll be going through the song. I'll be like, hey, what if I made that moment right here? You know, and and uh, depending on the words, depending on the the music, you can really. Uh, you can really have a good impact in the music, the things you write and record. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, uh, Keith, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about some of these great songs of yours. Uh, we have here, my guess, is uh, Keith Tanoia, who's a great singer, songwriter, and uh, musician performer. You're listening to the Mike Kira Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz. You're at Sanford uh, Music Festival in beautiful Sanford, Florida. And please stay with us for the next uh, segment of this edition of our program today. the way that it is People say it's crazy All the lies that we live Everybody's got something Everybody's got a fight For their lives 
Life isn't easy, and that's the way that it is. People say it's crazy, all the things we got to give. Well, everybody's got something, everybody has got to fight for their lives. For their lives. Welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at the Sanford Music Fest in beautiful Sanford, Florida. Joining me today once again is uh, Keith Tanoya, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. Keith, we've been talking all about the music, and now I want to talk about these songs. So the first song, the one, like you said, only the only one with words of the three is Driven. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Driven and the words? Too. Okay. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's a fun song. It's, uh, it's a song about life, and uh, it's something everyone can relate to. There's a good message in it, uh, because it's a song about the lies that we live. And uh, everybody lives a lie in some way and shape, you know, or form. And uh, we all tell ourselves who we want to be. And that's kind of what the song is about, you know. Um, we go through our life fighting to become this person. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun writing it. It was a lot of fun putting it together. Um, this was one of those songs that went through the production process where I had it written and recorded. And then I brought it to uh, the studio and 
we were like, okay, let's change this. Let's go through that and uh, turned it into what it is today. And I really like the end result. Um, I've gotten a lot of compliments from it. It's, it's, it's a fun song to play. And uh, um, I got to add in a lot of a lot of fun guitar parts to it. So, uh, But, yeah, the it's about life, basically, you know, and, and the lies we live. So. <laughs> okay. And now the next song we have is Sadie Ray. So this is an instrumental then? Yeah, um, what happened with this song, this, this was a, a fun thing. Um, it was a really special thing for me. Uh, I had gotten into uh, this program where it's uh, you can use keyboards and come up with sounds and stuff like that. And I started working on it, uh, and it just happened to be right around the time that my, uh, my granddaughter was about to be born. And, uh, and she was born when I when I completed the backing track for it. Uh, she was born like like a day or two before, and I was just really motivated. I was in a certain mindset, and so uh, we we edited it. We we compl- we mixed down the backing track, and then we put down some leads to it, and it just uh, it all fell together. And it's uh, so it's basically it's a song about my granddaughter, you know, in a musical story, and it's. Uh, it's a fun little fun little song, you know. <laughs> uh, it's, it's happy. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, here and the last one, one is uh, oh, here we go. It only one for me. That yeah, this is a, this is another interesting song. This one started out um, with a different title. Originally, we were going to call it Sestibon or Sestibon, which is basically "It's so good" uh, in French, and. Uh, my my wife years ago had a little boutique store, and that was the name of it. And we were going through uh, the recording process, and she started complaining. She's like, "You never do anything for me," you know. And so I was like, "You know what? I'm I'm making this song for you," you know. And so I I, I changed the name to "The Only One for Me" because that's her, you know. She's the only one for me, and uh, and went through the writing process, you know, the the, the recording process. I recorded this one. Uh, in a different place. The other two were recorded with Sean Shannon over in uh, Apopka, but this this one was recorded in Deltona with a guy named Frank Starchak, and uh, he really, you know, he, he he set up the the gear and he he recorded the tracks, but we didn't put any EQ or anything on this. It was all the sounds were straight out of the guitar into a microphone onto the onto the track, and that's what you hear. There was no plugins, no EQ, nothing. It just came out just like that. I was really amazed. I was really amazed. Uh, of course, I had to do a few takes on the lead, but you know that's that's another story right there. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun putting it together, though. Oh, well, that's uh, that's interesting. So, do you have a lot of ins- instrumentals then? Uh, uh, well, I, I'm currently working on about five or six of them. You know that that are they're all kind of like on simmer on the stove because I'm trying to get a, a different song re- finished right now and that's a song that has words to it. It's a song called "Too Late." I'll be singing that tonight. Um, it's a it's a good song and it's about um, it's about letting go, you know, and, and your relationships and stuff like that and just uh, moving on. And uh, I I recorded it years ago. And we decided to redo it and do it right, and so it's in the in the process of being recorded. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't had a lot of time to get in the studio, so I'm um, itching to get back in there and get this thing done so we can get it out there and and, and release it. So. <laughs> so let's talk, Keith, a little bit about your performing, including t- today. So uh, is this your first year at this this festival? Um, the first year at this festival, but not my first time here at the West End Trading Company. Um, I, I've done a lot of shows with uh, with Ben Gardner yeah. and Orlando bands. They're great people. They always put on great events. I love I love working with them. So <laughs> I'm excited about today. This is a bit, this is a great event today. This is awesome. So. Are some of the songs that our audience is listening to here the the ones you're going to perform? Are you performing all those? Absolutely, or? I'm going to be performing all three of those. I'm going to be performing the song that we're in the process of recording, a song called "Too Late," and uh, I've got a I've got a in my shows when I do a live show, I, I'll often play to a backing track and and um, I'll do some cover songs. And so I'm, I'm going to do a, a couple cover songs and a couple backing track songs and. Uh, you know, just have some fun with it. And that's really what it's all about. It's all about having fun when you get up there. I, I like to just, you know, get up on stage and, and enjoy myself and kind of let go, you know. <laughs> 
So this performance uh, today will be just you then, or do you have a band? Or No, it's just going to be me. I've been trying to put a band together, and uh, it's kind of hard to find the musicians um, to do this kind of stuff. You know, everybody has their own idea of what they want to do, and you, know, you don't want to step on someone's dreams and say, no, we're not doing that. We're going to do it my way. You know, you, you want you, you want to find people that are going to work together. Um, I have musicians all over the country, all around the world that want to work with me, you know, but it's it's not easy to to go and do a, an event like this with somebody from New Jersey because they uh, they have to get here, you know. <laughs> so um, there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm going to be working with in collaboration with other people I've already been. Um, and as far as... Uh, Locally, I'm I'm still looking. I'm still trying to find those you know those guys to put together the the, the rhythm section and and start writing and recording you know some music. So, so for you, do you do a lot of like like Orlando brewing? You know, original music only, no covers. I mean, do you find those venues to showcase just your original music? I I always throw in cover music, and the reason why I do that is because uh, I mean, if you think about it, everybody's a cover band. The Beatles, the Stones, Led Zeppelin, you name it, they're a cover band. It doesn't matter who they are. There's no such thing as an all-original band. They've all played other people's music. Um, and so I like to give people something that they can relate to, you know. And, and if they hear me play a song by Elton John, they're like, okay, you know, this guy has some Elton influences by Elton John. This is his rendition of it. This is his perception of what Elton John is trying to say, you know. Or, you know, it might be... Uh, might be the Backstreet Boys, you know. <laughs> I don't do any Backstreet Boys, for the record. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's it just gives people a perspective, something that they can relate to. Uh, a lot of times the audience will lose interest if you don't give them something familiar, yeah. you know. And, and you want to do that. You want to give people something familiar that they can... Uh, they can relate to so they'll stick around and hear what you have to say and hear your music and enjoy it and usually it works I have never had a complaint or a problem so, <laughs> so with selecting the, the perfect you know covers Keith do you try to find something that that's similar to your sound that that fits I mean you're not going to play a, a reggae song or a rap song or something that not, not with you try to make it all blend then. I'll, I'll play anything but I'll play it my way, my right, style, so style. that people can say, okay, this is this is me. You know, like, um, we've all heard of tacos, you know, and there's street tacos. And then there's there's actually, I've seen, like, a mixture of, a fusion of Korean and Mexican food mixed together in a taco, you know. And then you have fish tacos. I mean, there's just, it's, it's a taco. It's music, you know. We, we're just putting ourselves in there and uh, presenting ourselves as an artist and that creates individuality and i think that's what gets people to to listen to you and to follow you and and hopefully uh someone will start following me around and come yeah. to my shows and you know <laughs> all that good stuff so so do you do instrumental covers as well or absolutely absolutely uh, a lot of times like uh the, the last last show i did out um it's in orange city a little while back, I, I I just went and I played a I, I pushed play on a backing track, and I just wireless. I walked out in the audience and I just rocked out to it, and everybody loved it. Everybody had a great time. You know, they were all enjoying it. People kind of like you, you can see. I walk up to a table, they put their forks down, they turn and they looked and they were like, "Wow, this guy's playing that music! Oh my god!" You know, and that was really cool to get that reaction. Um, I, I recently did a thing in New York where I, I got to jam with uh, the legendary Steve Vai, which wow. was amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 99% of that was all instrumental music. And, you know, everybody everybody enjoyed it. They loved it. They put an article in uh, Newsday, uh, the, the, the local paper up there, uh, which has like a 10 million people like circulation, you know. So I, since then, I've been getting uh, all kinds of uh, recognition around the world from just the, having that one opportunity to get on stage and, and play guitar at Steve Vai. It was pretty amazing. You know, an, an opportunity I'll never forget. And uh, if, if he ever hears this, I have to say, yeah, thank yeah. you, Mr. Steve Vai. Yeah, yeah. Truly a gentleman, an amazing person, and uh, it was a great opportunity. So, Wow. So, I mean, for you, some of the instrumentals are are long, 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 or you you like certain length of time? I mean, you do ten minute songs. Or? Oh no, no. If you, I, I kind of feel if you do a ten minute song that's instrumental, you're going to bore people to death. Okay. You know, um, 
you know, typical song is three to four minutes. I try to keep things in, you know, on a leash. Sometimes if I'm going through, because uh, sometimes I'll play an instrumental song to a loop, you know, and I might make it a little longer if I'm having fun and people are into it. Um, but, you know, that's all when you're in the moment, you know. And I've seen where bands go out and they'll have like a 10-minute rendition of a song and you don't lose interest, you know. And so that, that just happens in the moment. And that's the only way that I'll, I'll put something like that together. So. <laughs> so you mentioned about playing the country music. And mm-hmm. Is that something that you, you put into shows, but you do it in a rock style? or? Um, well, it, it kind of varies. Um, if you think about it, there's a lot of rock and roll in country music. A lot of people don't realize how much rock and roll is actually in country music. Uh, a lot of distorted guitars. There's a lot of you know crazy guitar licks that go on in there. So uh, I just I'm just me, and I just do my version of that song, and it it works, you know. And you'll see that in a lot of a lot of bands. The, everybody and their and their mother has played false and rhythm blues at one point in time, you know. And uh, you know I play it my way, and it's it's fun. It always works. People like it, you know. And I, I've never seen to nailed down that Johnny Cash solo as simple as it is you know I just never tried to be honest you know I just I kind of go with it and that's how I approach all the music whether it's jazz or country or or whatnot I I look at the theory behind it you know how's the song go what's it comprised of major minor scales things like that you know and uh, I go from there (laughs) so I mean when you play these uh, these these songs that at places and clubs and bars, do people actually request your original mu- music too? I mean, did, did I hear that and say, "Wow, I would play oh, that again"? I, I've actually, um, I, I've gotten the most compliments from the original music, which was really quite a shock to me because uh, it wasn't until recently that I started putting my original music into my shows. I was in a band, it wasn't working out. I, I decided I'm going to start doing these shows. I wanted to play my stuff, and. I was in the middle of a song. Somebody walked into the room and they stopped dead in their tracks. They looked at me and they were like, oh, my God. They gave me the thumbs up. They were like, yeah. And like I'd not seen that reaction playing a cover song. Um, and I, I get that a lot. So I, I like it. I, I like when I see that. Uh, I like when people respond positively to the stuff that I'm playing. It just makes me feel good. You know, it makes me feel appreciated. And uh it really, it's it's to me. There's nothing. This is not a better feeling in the world than when you yeah. when you write something and people enjoy it and and it makes them happy. You know, it's like serving them a good a good meal. You know? <laughs> so you know, we talk, uh, Keith. You're a songwriter. Do you would you you know like to sing all your songs or? Would you, you be interested in selling a song to to someone? <laughs> Steve Vai, who knows? Yeah. You know that that's uh that's a thing as long as I get the credit, you know, for writing yeah, it yeah. and you know, and the money's right. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's royalties be, involved, yeah. you know. Uh uh I, I'm not a sellout, but I, I understand business, you yeah, know. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that, you know. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so I mean, how you sing a certain amount? It's like what's the percentage? Like forty percent sing or? 50? I typically I do about seventy, eighty percent, um, like in a set that have vocals okay, in it. Okay, seventy, eighty. Yeah, I, I you know I, I have no problem singing all night long, four or five hours, whatever. I I just uh, I like to play the instrumental stuff and I like to play my guitar. Basically, is what that boils yeah. down to. Um, so a lot of times I'll I'll put in things and. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll write intros, I'll change the breakdown, you know, and I'll do different things. Uh, one of the songs that I like to do is a ZZ Top song. You know, I do this in my shows when I play out. And uh, it's, uh, I do the Joe, Bonamers- Joe Bonamassa version of a ZZ Top th- song, but I kind of strip it back a little bit. And he mixes in, like, White Snake and, uh, I think, a Led Zeppelin song into his Easy Top song. And I, I, I kind of strip it back. I give a little breakdown, do the guitar solo, and then come out of it. Um, because I don't have the full ensemble with me. But I, that's kind of like what, I, what we were talking about before with the cover band, you know. Um, there's my rendition of the ZZ Top song taken off of a Joe Bonamassa rendition of the same song. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of redone and redone again. But, um, yeah, I, I do like that kind of stuff, you know. And uh, I just like to jam on it, play my guitar to it, and, and have some fun with it, you know. 
Okay, uh, Keith, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My, my guest today is Keith Tanoya, who's a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, and uh, you are listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at the Sanford Music Festival in beautiful Sanford, Florida. And please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. Welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at the Sanford Music Fest in beautiful uh, Sanford, Florida. My guest today is uh, Keith 
Tenovia, who's a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. And Keith, we've been talking all about the music and the songs, and now we want to talk a little bit about your social media and kind of the Internet in general. So, I mean, when you first started into to music, was it a lot of, you know, putting up posters in the music store? I know how that was, you know actually beating the pavement or does it is it all you know like computers and cell phones now everything's done digitally or well it's when i first started getting into the band thing there was no internet you know um i i never really got into the promoting of the band because i uh i I, very young i got married and and had kids and went in the navy and the whole nine yards so uh uh, i kind of got out of that for a while and then I come back, and there's all this internet stuff, which actually made it easier. And uh, we had MySpace, which was great, but um, they took that away. And uh, MySpace I liked because you could really focus your music around it. Um, so I eventually uh, got a Facebook page, and uh, I wasn't really in a band at the time. I didn't have a music page going, but I decided recently uh, I'm just going to make a music page and start doing things with it. And uh, that's helped a lot. That's helped a lot. Uh, I, I advertise all my events on the Facebook page and, you know, put pictures up. And once in a while, I'll go live and then I'll mess up the video and re- delete it, you know. <laughs> so um, Then I discovered Reverb Nation, where I can actually post my music up there, which was what we used to be able to do with, with uh, MySpace. I could record a song and put it on my, my page and put the videos up there and everything. Um, so now we have two places to go for the one that we had before. Um, and then in addition to that, we have YouTube. So I have a presence on all three of those mediums. But I don't have Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. I don't really know too much about that, you know. To me, it's all new <laughs> still. Um, but it's uh, I think they're great vehicles to advertise with and to get your name out there. Um, I also use a... Uh, an app called next door which tells the people in my neighborhood where i'm playing and what i'm doing and uh i put a few a few videos up there and i got a good response from that and uh i people from my neighborhood will come to my shows based on that as well so there's a there's a lot of different apps and and things that are out there i don't even know a smidgen of them there's a zillion of them i hear about them all the time um, and I'm just learning. I'm still, you know, <laughs> it's hard to keep up, especially when you're a one man show, you know. <laughs> so for you, Keith, we talked about these videos, but do you, do you ever use those as tools, you know, like the football coach and the game tape? I mean, do you ever watch these back and see, oh, that's how I said that. That's how, that's how oh, I look. Of, of course. Um, one of the things I, I learned, I, well, I, I, I recently have taken a, uh, to a study about YouTube because I really want to push a YouTube channel. Um, I see a lot of guys doing it and they do well with it. And as everybody knows, YouTube will pay you if you get to a certain point, you know. Um, I don't think I'll ever get there, but I, I do believe that it's a lot more fun and it's a big part of being a musician nowadays to learn about how to put a, a good video together because all my videos, pardon the expression, all my videos suck, you know. <laughs> And so uh, I'm actually going to be working with Orlando Bands uh, to put together a decent video. I've got one guy that I've, I did a decent video with up in Jacksonville. And uh, the one I, we did a couple of videos. One of them came out pretty good. The other ones I, I wasn't as happy with, and it's nothing to do with him. It was my song selection. So uh, I'm going to redo that. But I really want to, uh, to create a better presence on YouTube. And on, you know, on, on social media, on Facebook, I, uh, pretty much YouTube is the go-to. You know, if you have a video, the first place you post it is YouTube. And then you can track how many people watch it, whether or not it gets likes and things like that. You can get subscriptions. And that can possibly eventually lead to a monetary reimbursement versus Facebook. They don't do anything. You know, they, they, people watch your videos. And I've had six, seven hundred views on videos on Facebook. But, um, you know, there's no compensation for any of that. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just people like it and then that's it. They move on to the next one. Um, I'm sure you looked at Facebook this morning. I'm sure you watched four videos and you probably can only tell me about one, if that, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's that's a fact. That's the, that's the reality we live in. But if uh, on YouTube, that's something that people will share that link. 
and they'll send it back and forth. You got to check this out. Check out this link. I'll send it to you now, and they'll search for it. And um, it's it, it seems to be more stable. I, I see that as something that people use more. So I'm, I'm going to shoot in that direction, which is uh, I think every band should. You know, it's fun to put a video together. It really is, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot more work than people think. So. Um, so, Keith, do you get uh, any messages for people from uh, other countries or other places saying they enjoy your music? Or? Oh, absolutely. Um, ever since the Steve Vai thing happened, which was only last month, uh, and it wasn't just Steve Vai. I got to play with some amazing, amazing musicians from around the world. Um, you know, of course, Steve Vai, but the, another person at the event was a guy named Larry Mitchell, and I got to jam with him. And while I was jamming with him, I got to jam with a, a guy named Tom Atkins, who's an incredible, incredible musician. He gave me one of his albums. He's like, here you go. Um, just I, what, a, what a treat. You know, this guy, Tom Atkins, is up on stage with Larry Mitchell, who's, you know, a, an amazing, world-renowned musician. And I got to sit in with him, and we were all just improving. It was just incredible. I mean, we were just having musical communication for a week. You know, the whole the, the whole event was a week long. Um, I got to hang out with uh, some studio musicians from California, some people from Australia, from Japan, Russia. I mean, everywhere in the world. I, a lot of Brazilians and um, South American people have been re reaching out to me. And uh, my Facebook page has been blowing up like crazy ever since this. Um, it's kind of scary. <laughs> I'm a little bit overwhelmed. But at the same time, I, I'm loving it because that's why we do this. You know, we, we want... We want to be in touch with these people. We want to have recognition. And, um, you know, just the same way, I reach out to a lot of people in, in the same way. There's a, there's a kid out in Sarasota. His name is Trey, Trey Vanvig. And, oh, my God, he's like 17. He's amazing. He's incredible, you know, and definitely everybody should check him out. He's an upcoming star. He was actually teaching me how to utilize things on social media at 17 years old, you know, and I own a business in addition to the music thing, and, and I was getting tips from this kid. He's incredible, you know, to, to be immersed in an environment where that kind of stuff can happen is, uh, is a true blessing. And again, I have to go back. You know, that's all thanks to Mr. Steve Vai and uh, a guy named Danny Heaps who put together the events. So it's, uh, it was pretty cool. So I know now I'm talking about that. I should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay uh, Keith. So finally, if somebody is interested, you know, in, in hiring you for their event, are you currently uh, taking gigs for the fall? Or absolutely. Uh, I just uh, I was just talking to somebody on uh, on Messenger about dates in November and December. I have, uh, September's gone. In November, I, I have uh, a couple dates left that I can accommodate, and then I'm looking at November, December, and, and from there on out. Um, I I really need to get back in the studio, so I have to, like, you know, manage my time correctly, because uh, the, I was in the studio in June, and then life happened, you know, and I had all these things happen, all these events. I played about six or seven shows and did the Steve Vai thing and, and uh, came back and here we are today and um, I, I haven't been in the studio and uh, I'm sure Sean Shannon is out there going, where is he? Where is he? We got to finish this, you know, because <laughs> he's putting the drums down on the tracks. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, I'll be I'll be booking in Dece November, December this year. I have a few dates left and uh, I need to get them scheduled. So it'll be fun. Looking forward to it. <laughs> And can you tell us your upcoming uh, sh shows after this one? Uh, well, the next show I have is on October 4th, and that's going to be at a place called The Pub in Orange City. It's a it's a great little venue. Um, I, I think they have a, a maximum op occupancy of like 50, 60 people. Uh, but I love playing there because it's very intimate, you know, and I, I don't like to be in a, a big, loud place. You know, it's just me on stage. So when I can have a small, intimate setting, I can really, you know, be in touch with the people there and, and I get to meet everybody. And that's important. Um, and that's that's pretty much the next thing that I have going on Um uh, up until I get in the studio, I, I kind of been like I said, I've been backing up, and I'm, I've have a few dates, uh, probably one or two dates open in October. Um, November's got a couple dates, December's got a couple dates, and then you know January's wide open. So, okay, any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? Um, well, first, thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. 
Uh, definitely, uh, this is a great event. I want to give a, a big shout out to Ben, uh, Orlando Bands, uh, the local music guild. Everybody should join that. You know, that's a big thing. And um, yeah, I, I, look me up on Facebook, Reverb Nation, become a fan. You know, like my page on Facebook. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I, I need all the help I can get with that. You know, I'm still growing, and I'm really in the in the baby, the infant stage right now. So I need to I need to get that all that moving. So. <laughs> okay, uh, thanks so much, Keith. My guest has been uh, Keith uh, Tanoya, who's a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. You are listening to the Mike Carroll Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at the Sanford Music Festival in beautiful Sanford, Florida. And please catch again next time. You've been listening to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Cara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know what's happening in Orange Lake, Osceola, and Seminole Counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, and make wine by visiting www.cfhb.org. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you back here next week.